Communications disruption can mean only one thing. This is Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. What's up, friends? It's uh, it's your boy Rick, and um, we're gonna do a quick one here. And um, let's talk about the Bad Batch. Let's talk about Episode 2, Solitary Clone, that uh, finally, for me, gave me something pretty nice. Because uh, my dude, Crosshair, was was all over this thing. So let's um, we're going to keep this brief, guys. Um, you guys know my feelings on Bad Batch. It hasn't been my favorite thing. I did rewatch Episodes 1 and 2 the other day. And... Um, Mm, they fared a little bit better, but you know, still not my favorite stuff. This episode was um, a completely different thing. I'm not going to say that I love this episode, but uh, it was miles better than a lot of the stuff that we've gotten recently. So just to kind of break it down a little bit, um, seeing my boy Crosshair again was uh, a delight for me. And the reason why I like Crosshair so much is because I feel like he's got the most story potential. And this episode gave me that in droves. So that was really cool. But the setup of this episode, we get um, the Imperials are taking over the planet Desix. And we don't know the name of the planet in the beginning. But we meet the governor, Tawny Ames, um, voiced by Tasia uh, Valenza, I think is her name. She's a voice actress who's worked on some video games, Metal Gear, and um, some of the Arkham stuff. Uh, and I, yeah. But anyway, so, you know, we meet her, we meet the, you know, see, we see all the imps kind of running around and whatever. And she's like, nope, ain't having it. Um, and it's um, a bit of a stalemate there. You know, he's kind of saying like, you know, the, the Empire is not going to stand for this because she's got all these battle droids and stuff. And, you know, the former separatists um, were led to believe later on. She mentions Dooku. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, seeing Crosshair again with on, on Coruscant, of all places, um, and him, the other clones don't like him. You know, he sits down at that, um, that uh, in their mess hall, whatever. The other clones kind of leave him. They don't, they don't like him. And we find out that he was on Camino for 32 rotations. So assuming that's a rotation is a day. He was there for a month on that platform. Um, what did he do? Did he fish with his bare hands? Um, it's a little stuff like that. That kind of makes me question things in the episode. Either way, he gets off the planet and uh, he ends up back in the empire. And even Rampart even asked him like, why did you come back? Your loyalty says something about you. And he sends him on this mission to go to deck, um, Desix to go capture or re to rescue the, the governor there. Governor, Groton, I think is his name. Um, and he's told to meet his new commander, 
because he's not fit for commanding yet. Um, who turns out to be ta-da, Commander Cody. I mean, no surprise there. We saw him in the trailer. Um, kind of cool that he was there at the uh, the battle memorial, uh, which I'm assuming is a Clone Wars battle memorial. Um, and uh, I believe we see it in season seven of the Bad Batch or one of the other. I don't remember, but I, I want to say that the asset was was there prior. But I do have a question about it. Um, if the Empire, if the Emperor uh, is not uh, was not super keen on clones, uh, or however all of that went down, or you know, it seems like the Empire didn't really like the clones, and you know, Rampart doesn't. Uh, Tarkin sees things he likes in the Bad Batch. Wink, wink. We'll talk about that another time, uh, possibly. But um, why would there be a clone memorial or a Clone Wars memorial on Coruscant? Like that kind of just struck me as odd a little bit. I don't know, something to talk about at another day. But I do like uh, when they're talking, Crosshair says to Cody that regs have gone a wall too. Because uh, Cody's talking about uh, his brothers haven't left him or whatever. Um, so we end up back on Desix, this conversation with Ames. And when she's talking to Groton and she says, Dooku was right. And it got me thinking while Dooku was alive, while he was on uh, his home world that I'm forgetting off the top of my head right now. Um, was he telling people, was he warning people about an impending empire? Was he concerned about some kind of takeover that um, was not uh, the Republic? Um, and she seems to think that he, or she just kind of gives off the vibe that like she had some kind of warning about what the empire was going to be, um, because of things that Dooku had said. Um, so it's weird to get that he was right, but from the opposite side, especially now that we know some things from tales of the Jedi, um, we get to see some competent battle droids in this episode. Uh, they kind of do some damage to their ship. They shoot them down, um, Cody and uh, crosshair and the rest of the clones and stuff. Um, another nitpicky question why does why do tactical droids need binocs people can't they just like put that in their uh, you know optical ocular lens sensors or whatever that they just can magnify things like it's it's an odd it's an odd thing to me I, I don't know what it is about this show specifically that makes me ask these kinds of questions because i never thought about it before all the stuff we got in Clone Wars and Rebels, other animated stuff, all the goofiness from Resistance, I took that all on face value. Something about this show, I don't know what it is, but it, I just happen to notice these things. And it, it, it's it's a thing. It, it's a big hang-up for me. Um, I want to say that the the animation in this episode, particularly like the fire and the smoke um, after their the clones, after their, their shuttle crashes, top-notch. Uh, and from what I understand, there's a lot of matte paintings in the show as opposed to like background animations. Um, so it, it kind of like adds, you know, almost like a, for lack of a better term, like real world, like uh, text, like texturizing or whatever for the show. Like it makes it feel almost like slightly more real, even though it's clearly animated. Um, and while they're trying to get their way into the the desks, like the governor's compound or whatever. I just, I got thinking of like commanders, commander Cody's not much of a commander. Um, Crosshair is kind of calling the shots a little bit about their best way to get in and stuff. And, you know, would does did Cody have, was he already kind of questioning things? I mean, 
outside of in Revenge of the Sith. I, I mean, I don't remember too many particular episodes of Clone Wars with Cody, and I'm sure they're there. I'm just they're just not in my head right now. Like I don't remember how competent of a leader he was uh, or a commander. Um, but he kind of seems to be letting Crosshair make the decision for some things. Um, you get that cool shot of Crosshair shooting down the barrel of the um, the battle tank. You know, got me thinking of that uh, that filter song, "Hey Man, Nice Shot." So, because um, uh, you know it's the nineties, um, they'll fight their way in. They're going to get the the governor out, and there's that cool hallway scene of with Crosshair and Cody, where he's Crosshair's using the little mirrors to try to shoot around, and uh, he takes down the, the tactical droid, which was uh, that was pretty badass. C- Crosshair does some amazing stuff in this episode, but I do again another thing I want to question. When one of the clones, maybe it's just Cody, throws a grenade when the droid goes around. The grenade bounces off the shield, right? I did see that. But not a minute later, a battle droid falls through the shield. Granted, he does it slowly, but he still manages to get through. And I don't, um, listen, I'm not just, I'm not saying it's an inconsistency or something, but it's just something that I noticed that I was kind of like, hmm, what a bit of a noodle scratcher. Uh, R.I.P. Nova. That's uh, we hardly knew ye, um, um, and I thought the the commando droid reveal would have been better had they just showed them like come out of the those shadows with their light their eyes lighting up first instead of them being there before that again something that I noticed. Um, the scene here towards the end when Cody and Crosshair are with Governor Ames. Yeah, right before Cody's kind of um, lays down his arms. Actually, as he does, and he's talking about, you know, too much you know, blood has been shed, and there's a peaceful, there can be a peaceful solution, da 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 whatever. There was a part of me, much like I felt in season one, when Crosshair, when Cad Bane shot Hunter, um, I was very much like, do it again, shoot him again, kill him, because uh, Cad Bane's my dude. And this time, while he was off screen, I was thinking and a very small part of me was hoping that crosshair would have just killed Cody um, for hesitating. Um, But he didn't. And he eventually kills, he shoots Ames after uh, she lets the governor go and whatever. And he's kind of like, do it, kill him. Um, And I, I really don't like crosshair's music. That just kind of like chimes in whenever he, God, I hate it. I love everything else the Kiners are doing it in this episode specifically. I thought the music was great. The sound design in this episode was, was, was really, really good, but I hate that tone that comes in for crosshairs. Like when he does something that's, you know, evil or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he's still the hero in my book. I don't care. He's going to turn around. He's going to do something. He's going to be the hero. And I'm, I'm going to be the one saying it this whole time. He's the hero. Um, little call out to uh, CC1226 after the mission. Uh, Crosshair wakes up again on um, Coruscant and gets called into Rampart's office. He says uh, CT, CC1226, which uh, goes back to the Essential Guide of Warfare from Jason Fry back in 2012. Um, never got named, but uh, he does have a little bit of stuff to do in that book. You can go check that out. Uh, and this is when we find out that uh, Commander Cody himself has gone AWOL. So he's out there somewhere. I don't know where he's at. I don't think anybody knows where he's at. I can't recall any other storytelling with him. Um, Cause by the time of rebels, it's just Wolf Gregor and Rex 
And I don't remember any other mention of Cody um, prior to this uh, outside of um, Revenge of the Sith. Maybe there's something in a book that I'm not remembering, but um, something that I, that I enjoyed about this episode regarding Crosshair, and this is something that for me is like a big thing for his character. Um, he's alone, right? He doesn't seem to be happy in his isolation, but while the rest of the Bad Batch have found this family with, you know, amongst themselves and with Omega, um, I don't want to say that he's like yearning for it, but um, he's becoming increasingly isolated. And it seems that whatever, you know, the stuff that Cody said, maybe it kind of got to him a little bit. Um, Who's to say what's going to happen for, crosshair down the road um if he's just a complete heel turn um okay but again i i think he's the the one character that has the chance for the most story te- storytelling potential and he's been my standout and i'm glad he was you know very prominent in this episode because he deserves it he deserves to be in a lot of episodes the episodes that he wasn't in in season one they didn't do it for me um, a lot of season one, I could have done without, but I'm not going to dwell on that. Um, I don't really have much else to say about this episode, except it was, um, miles above what the premiere two episodes were for me. And I know a lot of people love those episodes. Uh, one of the people who I know that loves those episodes is going to be my guest this weekend on the show with me. And, uh, I kind of need it. I need somebody to be, um, a little bit of a cheerleader for me to maybe see things from a different perspective when it comes to this show. Um, so my guest for this weekend is going to be Brian from pink milk. Uh, is going to be joining me and, um, I'm really looking forward to it. He's expressed that he's looking forward to it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's just blowing smoke up my ass. I don't know if he means it or not. Um, I'm sure he does. And uh, it's going to be a good time when we do talk about this, maybe some other stuff that's in the news. We'll do some catching up. Uh, he'll be my first guest for uh, 2023. Um, but that's going to do it um, for this uh, reaction episode of um, Bad Batch episode three. And um, yeah, guys, you can find me on the socials uh, at Cad Bane's Bounty pretty much everywhere. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and on Hive at JT Comlink and uh, on Instagram at Jam Transmissions. And um, be on the lookout. Uh, every once in a while, I'll be doing some stuff for Proaxi. I'm covering uh, some High Republic comics, and we got some other stuff in the works uh, coming very soon. So uh, that's going to do it for me. Uh, again, look out for the new first full new episode uh, this coming weekend. And uh, yeah, until uh, the next episode of The Bad Batch, I will talk with all of you later.